You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf. And welcome to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community. As always, I am Ben Wolf, the host of this show. And uh, we are going to learn from our guest today how tech reliance and tech product companies uh, can get to the next level with an experienced fractional technology executive fractional technology executive, even if they cannot afford one full time. Uh, and with the, before we get into the content today, I do want to remind everybody that it would be a big help to this show, to me, to, uh, and, and to other people out there. They'll get the content more readily available to more people by uh, clicking like or subscribe or follow on this channel uh, and, uh, uh, you know, follow it you know different names on each different platform but whether it's youtube or apple podcasts leave a review a five-star review preferably with words you know a description even uh, of what value you get from the show it'll make it more available to other people and uh, would mean a lot to me so thank you and especially if you're getting value from the guests and the information and the knowledge that we are sharing uh on on this show for the entrepreneurial community for business owners um, and with that, I want to get into introducing our guest today, uh, who I, I'm very proud that we're having him. He is the CEO of Fortium Partners, F-O-R-T-I-U-M, Fortium Partners, uh, which is the largest provider of fractional technology officer, CTO, chief information officer, uh, CIO, and CISO or CISO, chief information and security officers uh, around the world. Uh, he has many years experience even before this as a chief technology officer at multiple organizations, both on an in-house and an outsourced basis. Uh, you can find out more about him and his company at fortiumpartners.com. That's F-O-R-T-I-U-M partners.com. And with that, I give you Burke Autry. And I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your last name. How do I it pronounce It is Autry. That? Yeah, Autry. Autry. Yep. Yeah, okay. Autry. Just uh, usually Welcome. Fortium is the hard one to pronounce, but yeah. uh, yes, it's Autry. But thank you for having me, Ben. I appreciate it. Well, it's my pleasure. I'm very happy to be able to have you on. And like I asked most people, if I could just ask you to start with this, just you know, stuff that's maybe not on your LinkedIn profile or your official resume, uh, what would you say are the, you know, just if you can give a quick two-minute background into mm -hmm. uh, where you came from and how that brings you to where you are today? I yeah, appreciate that. That's a good, it's a good story. So I started out uh, in consulting. So big, big four consulting wasn't big four at the time, but uh, started out in big four um, consulting, technology consulting, working with companies. And just um, as I, as I, uh, as I got a little bit older, got married, had kids, uh, realized that the consulting lifestyle, the, the uh, being on the road all the time was not the best uh, not the most conducive to raising a family. So I went into technology leadership uh, as a, um, you know, as a CIO, director of IT and CIO. Um, but that consulting experience really stuck with me and realized that um, the two worlds for small companies, medium-sized companies together can make a real difference. In other words, a CIO that approaches um, his, his, a company like a consultant, meaning with an opportunity to see what's, what's not working, fix those problems, make the company better, and then ultimately move on. That is essentially what happens in, in many technology businesses. So I, um, from that, I realized uh, this, uh, this outsourced way or what we call a fractional or uh, interim CIO 
uh, was just something that I had uh, wanted to start. So I, I became, you know, what we'll talk about a little bit later, the, the what we call the single shingle approach. Mm -hmm. um, but I was an independent fractional and interim CIO and CTO. Um, eventually ran across an organization uh, while I was figuring out, trying to figure out as an entrepreneur how to scale that model, ran across an organization named Tatum, T-A-T-U-M, mm -hmm. that was uh, kind of a precursor to our business. And so Fortium um, really is version two of that Tatum technology leadership practice after Tatum was acquired. Um, many of us from that practice came and came over to, uh, to Fortium back in 2014. Mm -hmm. And so really the uh, the the launch of Fortium was the culmination of of all of that experience, both doing it on my own and and um, helping start that practice at Tatum and then growing that up to about 150 um, technology wow. leaders uh, there. Uh, and now we're at Fortium, six years into it, we have a little over 100 technology leaders in this. So that's the um, that is really the culmination of a lot of a lot of years of um, being in this business. Well. Yeah, I hear. I mean, that, it's obviously a huge practice, uh, you know, a huge thing that you've built there. Um, I guess which, you know, just to, especially for those who are not from a primarily technology background, mm -hmm. you know, we, we use a lot of terms and I use them in your introduction with CIO, CTO, CISO, CISO. What, you know, what, what are these three, what are these three things? What are the differences between them? I mean, we'll get to, obviously I'll have more follow-up questions after that, but yeah. like, what are the basic differences between those three terms and, and how and when are like, how and when do we use those terms? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question because there's a lot of confusion in the industry where we run into it a lot of times. People use those terms interchangeably a lot. Yeah. And I think. You know, I, what, I had been, I mean, you know, yeah. just personally, yeah. like not knowing much about it. So I'm glad, yeah. another reason I'm glad we're talking. Yeah, hopefully after this one, um, you know, maybe you'll have a, a different way of describing it. So we run into that a lot. We feel like the industry is often um, those, the, the, the definition of those terms is often um, sort of delivered by consulting um, magazines, uh, search firms, and so forth. And so we feel like there really is a need for a voice in the industry uh, to be kind of the authoritative uh, place. And with 100 technology leaders and a huge community around us of other technology leaders that we know, um, we feel like it, it's important to define those things. And so um, to your point exactly, the CIO, uh, CTO, CISO is really a triad of technology leadership. So when we take, we say technology leadership as a, as, as a bundle or as an umbrella, technology leaders uh, make up those three separate sections. The CIO, CTO, CISO, we call operate, innovate, and secure. So the CIO is most often working for a company that is primarily a buyer of technologies. So perhaps many of the entrepreneurs who listen to your podcast are uh, entrepreneurs that are not, not software companies or they're not yeah, selling mostly, technology. Probably. Yeah, if that's the case, so most of them, if they, have a, if they have a technology leader at all, it would fit into the CIO category. And CIO mm -hmm. is primarily an operational primarily overseeing operational or buying of technology and solving company or enterprise problems with the technology. Not that they're not strategic, certainly the, the larger the company, the more strategic they become. Um, but primarily they're not building technology, they're certainly not selling technology. Right. Um, that's where the CTO comes in. If you switch over to the kind of company that's primarily selling technology, most of their revenue is coming from the sale of technology. Um, that individual, the technology leader in that company is generally going to be a CTO, chief technology officer. The chief technology officer is well-versed in product management, um, product development, security, 
DevOps hosting products that are for sale. And typically the buyer or the, the counterpart of a CTO is the CIO at their, at their customer, right? At their customer mm-hmm. site. So the two really work well together. And then the CISO, um, in, in when security and risk and all of that, um, certainly on the seller of technology side, there's a lot of security risk that they have to oversee. But both sides can benefit from the CISO, which is um, going to be managing the, the cybersecurity piece of it, um, the policies, procedures, controls, risk management, all of that side. So the three faces operate on the CIO, innovate on the CTO, and uh, secure on the CISO side are primarily how we describe that. Now, uh, quite often, you have one individual in a small company doing all three of those things. Mm-hmm. If, you have, if, you are, if you are buying technology or if you're, and you happen to make some technology or you do a little bit of investment in technology, sometimes that skill set falls within the CTO, most likely. Um, but as you grow, and the, the beautiful thing about fractional leadership is that you're able to have maybe a fraction of a CIO, two days a week of a CIO, um, half a day a month of a CISO, and maybe even less of a CTO if you're not. You know, oh, if you're not a, a combination. Interesting. So, yeah, right. Because sometimes, you know, those individuals are better, uh, the individuals who focus on one of those areas, and, and, um, and some right. of them are extremely talented. But when you As focus opposed to a multifunction area, person. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Now, not to say that there aren't a lot of CIOs and, and CTOs that kind of do both, but the ones that really focus on their craft um, are really good at one of those three roles. Now that, that's really interesting. It just, it makes me think of one other situation. I, I think I know what you're going to say, but what, what about this situation where somebody is, where, where an organization is a developer of technology, but they don't sell it to anyone. They just use it to deliver their service. They provide a service to someone, they use it, they deliver that service through proprietary technology, which they develop themselves internally. Right. So is that more of a CTO thing? Yeah. So, I mean, so I would just call that a technology enabled company. So in other words, their revenue still comes from the provision of a service. It just happens right. that that tech, that service is very technology led. Um, you know, if uh, it all depends, yes, they could probably benefit from a, from a CTO skill set. And oftentimes a CIO will do that, but the CTO skill set is really about architecture, product development and building that. Right. The key and, thing and for this kind of that, company that, that, that is what they do. I mean, that is what they That's do. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And oftentimes that, com- that kind of company doesn't have to have quite the rigor um, that a software company would um, because mm-hmm. they're, not, they're not holding people's data. They're not, they're not, people are not relying on them for a critical function oftentimes that's embedded in their, in their workflow. When that, happens, when that happens, the CTO is, is usually a little bit more uh, well-versed on, the, on those subjects. Right. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, it's certainly a little enlightening, especially just to give more context to this. Mm -hmm. And I I guess what I, you know, I guess the next thing I'm wondering is, you know, whether it's full-time, whether it's fractional, like what size organizations uh, require the, you know, do they they become big enough where it requires Mm -hmm. fractional on one hand or full-time on the other, but like what size are they that that's reasonable or, justified right. yeah. that needed. Yeah. Yeah. So that, um, it's, it's a great question and, um, and it's a difficult one to answer because whether you, in the, the traditional uh, metrics that we use, number of employees, revenue, um, those are very dependent on the industry um, and just the stage of the company. I would say, you know, maybe just to, to make it simple, um, 
the the uh, the solopreneur, you know, the solo entrepreneur, probably yeah. a little too early for that. Though sometimes they can they can benefit from, you know, we've had solopreneurs that are building a software company and they don't have any employees yet, and they just mm -hmm. need to make the right decisions about the direction they take. Mm -hmm. Or so maybe all their development then, is outsourced. That's you know, right. But you could still right. have even, the CTO part, you know, kind of leading absolutely. outsourced development. We've got examples of that happening right now mm -hmm. um, where, you know, the CEO is not is primarily not a technology person, but has a great idea. They're building a software company. They've outsourced the, the development and uh, having a CTO in there, at least even one hour a week, you know, can help them. Uh, right. Uh, do you have options like that an hour a week? For yeah. Your, within yeah, that's what I was going to, I was going to describe kind of the, uh, so the good news is uh, I'll compare the traditional model. The, tr the traditional model is that, um, is one of a full-time hire, right? And so clearly, if you're a small company, um, oftentimes you're not going to be able to afford or attract the kind of technology leader. Right. Unless it's a partner. A larger maybe. company with it. That's right. Yeah, something like that. So um, the, the model that, that we have, it's an alternative model to the search model or the full-time employment. It means instead of compromising on the, the level of uh, experience that you need, compromise on the amount of time. And the amount of time that a, that a truly experienced technology leader needs to make an impact on the organization is, is in fact a fraction of the time that mm -hmm. maybe someone with less experience might have on a full-time basis. So, mm -hmm. um, so it makes a lot of sense, but we, in order to, to um, solve this problem for companies of all sizes, we do scale down our offerings. We have virtual offerings at the low end of the, of the scale. We typically call those one, two, or four hours a week. We have three, mm -hmm models that um, and so you literally can get started at an hour a week um, which is half day a month um, wow. and then we go up into fractional offering if you get past four hours a week you get into you know about a day day and a half a week um, and we have offerings each one of those one to two two to three three to four days a week and then we get into some full-time offerings as well and you can you can see a larger company is obviously going to scale towards the the higher end of that and smaller companies can still benefit from uh, from uh, a smaller footprint, a little bit less engagement, uh, but still have a huge impact on on their business. Right. I mean, and and I'm wondering also. There's another tool that that you know that you talk about at Fortium. Uh, you know, I just want to understand this and or when business owners might might want might want mm -hmm. to use something like this. But what is technology leadership as a service? T L A A S. Right. What is? It's not SaaS. It's TLAS. So technology right. leadership as a service. Yeah. T S. Okay. Sorry. So yeah. what is that? I guess as a as distinct from fractional technology leadership. Right. Yeah. It really because we do more than fractional. Sometimes we do interim, which is full time. Sometimes we do very fractional, which is that one or two hours a week that we call mm -hmm. virtual. Um, we needed to have a single concept that uh, covers all of that. The key thing is that okay. compared to a, a full-time W2, 40 hours a week type of a role, um, a, a bit like the cloud environment, being able to access leadership that you need as a service, as opposed to as an employee, gives a lot of options. You know, as, right. as one of your guests talked about recently, um, you you take a lot of the um, a lot of the downsides of employment, long term commitment, uh, possibly making the wrong hire. Yeah. Um, you don't have those. You don't have those when you buy as a service. Just like you're buying cloud as a service, you try it out. If it works, you keep it. You keep buying it. You you up right. you, uh, you upscale over time or scale right. up over time, scale down over time. That's uh, our model is like a, a cloud offering for leadership. So. 
We're what percentage to, of, yeah. of the clients though are, are having just one person that you're providing to them, whether it's, the whether majority. it's four hours yeah. a week. Yes. The majority are going to have the one. Okay. So you know, I did, I did mention the possibility. That was the only confusing reading. thing to me about as a yeah. service, because I was thinking, yeah. well, then you're not connected to a specific person. So you are. I was, yeah. There's always, yeah, there's always a, there's always a specific person. There's kind of a lead person, whether it's a CIO or CTO. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we used to, we like to say it is, it starts with a person, but it doesn't stop there. Right. You have the entire firm behind you. And we're able to offer that in something less than 40 hours a week, which generally causes people to go down on the experience and because most people work full-time jobs. Right. So, right. Um, but yeah, so usually right. so it they is. Afford it. There, yeah. There, and there are times that we uh, uh, yeah, don't compromise on the experience, just compromises on the, uh, on the commitment of time and that allows it to be affordable. But yes, you're right. Usually there's one person about 90, 80, 90% of the time in our engagements, there's one okay. person as the point person for them. And do you, do you have a method so that they, you know, if they come up with an issue with their client, they're working with them four hours a mm -hmm. week or eight hours a week. Sure. Right. And they come up with issues maybe that they haven't come across before. Do you have mm -hmm. a forum where your fractional leaders can kind of learn from and, and, and teach yeah. each other when, uh, about their issues? Do you yep. have anything like that? Sure, we do. Yeah. And then I think that's one of the benefits of being a firm, right? Uh, being a larger firm with multiple people. So we've got, we've got over 100 technology leaders. You know, the, the combined experience is, is, just, um, is just fantastic. I mean, it's, um, and so we do have a forum internally. Um, it's, a, it's software that we use to, uh, to reach out to our partners. Um, often, sometimes it's informal too. They'll reach out to the people they know, um, mm -hmm. especially those that are, that have been. We, of, we often uh, also specify on our engagements. While there's a, there's an, a single person on the engagement, say the the CIO on the engagement, we also staff that with what we call an advisory team that is not billed to the client and doesn't you know doesn't uh, give a committed amount of time. But typically that could be three people. One might be a CISO. One might be a CTO, and there also might be someone from the industry of the client that can oversee that. So, um, so that CIO has an immediate access to a smaller team that is helping mm -hmm. on the engagement. That's sort of a phone call away or a chat mm -hmm. away, and then we have the we have managing partners. Or there's over uh, there are people that are overseeing that. There's a managing partner that they go to as well, and then we have the full firm behind us whenever whenever we need that. So. It's a it's a tremendous resource and one of the the major differentiators of being a larger firm. Right, and how does you know? I, I guess one thing also, how do you define the deliverables or outcomes that you're giving to your clients, or you know that your fractional leaders are giving to your clients? Um, how how are those how are those deliverables outcomes usually yeah. defined? So. Um, we, we like to say that we, we deliver our service in a couple of ways. So one is the role, the other is an outcome. So generally, when you're sitting in a seat, right, you're, you're taking on the responsibility for the function, um, meaning you control the budget, you control the people, you hire and fire, and you sit, you know, you sit on the executive team and you help make decisions. We do that a lot. That's a role, and we typically don't define in advance what the, the deliverables are because most people right. understand you sit in the seat, you do it's the It's an job, ongoing right? basis type of stuff. Right, it's an ongoing thing. So we're gonna do whatever's necessary. Now we do have an approach that we take, even with all of our clients as, an, as a full-time person, but that's, that's kind of how do you be a great CIO um, and, and what sort of approach do you take, right? And, and that involves a lot of the, what we just talked about, having the firm behind you, having a managing partner overseeing that and so forth. 
um, when we're working for an outcome, typically that outcome is an opinion uh, about something, which we do a lot mm -hmm. of due diligence for, due diligence for private equity, um, due diligence for on the sell side for companies looking to sell. Um, we do a lot of that to help, uh, to help them to identify where the potential weaknesses are uh, in that. So, or a company just might want an assessment to say, hey, where are we strong, where are we weak? That's typically an outcome and we do define that. That is a, that is a clear deliverable. It's a methodology that we have as an assessment tool. Um, and we have clear, we have, a, we, we have a, an outcome or a deliverable that we can actually share with a client as a, right. as a potential. Um, and then the, the, the other way that uh, an outcome is typically when something's in trouble. You've got a large implementation or uh, that's in trouble or you've got uh, maybe a company that's being spin out and the, the full-time CIO doesn't have time to focus on that. So it's really, or maybe you're, you're, moving, you're consolidating five data centers down to two, something like that. Um, mm -hmm. th that's an outcome that we call, uh, we call it situational leadership, where you're gonna put the leadership of a CIO, CTO, or CISO into a situation where they're not really in the role, but they're using the skill set to the role to make that outcome uh, happen. So we, we typically just uh, call that uh, leadership, uh, we call that, um, that kind of leadership over that initiative. Right, like a, like a project, yeah. Yeah, we, it, it is a project. We, we like to call it sort of a, um, you know, um, an outcome-based solution with a, with a leadership person over it, so yeah. Right, okay. No, that's, I mean, it's very helpful. Um, I think it would also be, be, be awesome if you, if you could share any like stories or examples, uh, you know, where, you know, situations you're able to come in or help mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, or, or where you were able to help transition over to somebody full-time afterwards or, you know, mm -hmm. give any examples. I mean, if you need time to think, we can come back to sure. it. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I've got, we got hundreds of examples. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, so, so it's good. It is interesting. Um, so, uh, I was just talking with the CEO of a of a uh, of a healthcare company today as a prospect, and so I was able to tell him uh, relay a, a, a situation we had in a, in the same industry in a very similar situation where um, in this particular case we had two partners engaged. One was very heavily um, entrenched in the industry, happens to be in the healthcare. When you say partners, you're referring to the fractional leaders? My, yeah, my partners, yeah. Right, okay. we, we're a partnership. I, I didn't mention that, but we're a partnership. All of those hundred individuals are owners and partners, limited partners in our firm, right? Mm -hmm. So we're, we're all going to market together as, as owners. Um, and so we were able to deploy, in this particular case, two partners. One was uh, significant experience in the, um, in the biotech space, and so knew the business really well as a CIO, and so was working on that side. We actually deployed also a CTO because they had some interesting challenges with, uh, with a, a system that they were implementing, and it required, um, in this case, just a, a more technical uh, outcome. So the two of them sort of tag-teamed that. Um, the goal was to get through a significant, um, a significant upgrade or significant implementation, um, meet some deadlines that they had in their industry for compliance that they had to have, um, in that re in a regulated industry, um, so that was the true value of what we delivered. And then we were able to to recruit, interview, and hire a CIO for them, a long term CIO, and then we leave. So significant value to get a company wow. from where it was to where it needed to be. And then oftentimes we find ourselves in the position of helping them hire their full time person, which um, you know is is it may not seem like it's that. Um, that, that we would be involved in something like that, but I, um, 
but I firmly believe that sometimes a CIO is the best person to help some, a company find a CIO because they've done the job. They understand the pros and cons yeah. of that. Yeah. So, you know, absolutely. It, if, it makes sense to me. I mean, I'm a, you know, yeah. I'm a fractional integrator, you know, working yeah. with EOS companies, kind of like an outsourced COO for those not familiar with the term, but yep. it, uh, it, uh, you know, it, it's certainly the same thing. I'm, I'm involved mm-hmm. in helping advise on job description, on uh, interviewing uh, permanent, permanent replacements for myself, you yeah, know, or for, you know, where right. I'm sitting in the seat on an interim basis so that they have the benefit uh, of somebody who's experienced in that role. But it makes perfect sense to me, you know, what, right. why you as a fractional or you or one of your people as a fractional leader would be, uh, that's right. Would be, would be helping with that. Um, mm-hmm. That seems yeah, like that's, that's the biggest true. success that you could have. Is, right. We stay, yeah, we stay as long as is necessary, right? We, we, one of the, the hallmarks of our model is we're easy to engage very quick. We can be there, you know, in some cases we're there tomorrow. Um, and uh, it's happened. It's been a little bit stressful, but it has happened. And then, uh, or typically within a week or two if necessary, or, you know, as long as it takes to get everything uh, worked out. Um, but then we're there as long as needed, right? We're mm-hmm. only there as much as needed and as long as needed. And that, that's a lot of, there's a lot of value to that. There's, uh, we like to say access over ownership, right? You don't own the person, you just access the part of the person that you need for right. as long as you need the experience that you want. So, yeah. Right. You're doing Are the you, same thing in the COO space. That's, that's great. Yeah. Are you able to talk at all about, um, I guess, cost of, of, of uh, you know, I don't know if you feel comfortable with that. You can tell me if yeah. you're not, but like, Cost yeah. of a fractional technology leadership. Sure. Yeah. So um, the people is, have a, a universe. A, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm a fact finder yeah. on the a Colby scale. You know, I, I like to. I don't know. I, I, I perhaps it's projection, but I imagine people like want to get their head around. You know, yeah. just what's involved. Yeah. So um, it's a it's a great question, and in professional services in general, people don't like to talk about that. They don't have that on the website. Um, but I'll tell you. So I, the way we price is very similar to what you would find in the market. In other words, if you were going to hire a person at the skill level that we've got, we take that person. Um, and there's a there's a bit of a there's a bit of a premium for that because you're you're basically yeah. slicing up that person's yeah. time, and so they have, sure. they have downtime in between, right? But you're not paying the full price; you're paying a portion of the price. Right. You're plus there's risk. Any, plus there's risk on right. your part on on yeah. not yeah. yeah being fully right. booked. You know. That's right. Yeah. So all of our partners take on that risk of not being fully booked, and so um, so there is a there is a bit of a premium over, over that. But what we do is we take the fully burdened cost of an individual. Uh, and it depends on the area of the country, right? In some areas, that, that's a little bit more than others. But if you take a, a CIO or CTO or CISO and you look at like a two hundred fifty to $300,000 salary, you gross that up with benefits and all of the rest of it, it can be pretty significant. It can yeah. get up into the three fifty range, something like that. Yeah. Um, that's, now, that's not the case for small companies. I understand that. But, um, but a fraction of that is what you want. You want a piece of that person uh, at a rate that you can afford. So... Um, believe it or not, on the virtual side, the one, two, four hours a week, we start as low as fifteen hundred dollars a month. Oh wow! Um, and that's for that's for about one hour uh, per week. And the reason we do that is because there are a lot of companies out there who really just need the mentoring or just need the advisory, mm-hmm. someone to look over their shoulders. There might be a CIO out there or a CEO out there that has a security concern, and they want someone just to be able to to call them in. We have great references to companies that utilize our partners in that way. Um, and it's a tremendous value. And as you can tell, it's, it's very affordable. Um, that goes up uh, throughout the time, uh, throughout. If you want more time, it goes up. Um, at the top of the scale of that, we get into the fractional leadership. 
typically, you know, a, a typical rate just to sort of set things, uh, just to sort of set a, a standard is about $2,000 to $2,500 a day. Um, and that changes depending on how long the commitment is and how much time there is. And, and obviously, is this a nonprofit? Is it a small company or something like that? We make right. exceptions for that because mm -hmm. sometimes companies need that. Right? We, we're, our goal is to help as many people as we can uh, in technology. So we're, we're certainly willing to do that. But if you, if you sort of start with that mm -hmm. and go up, it, it, can be, you know, it can be significant. But also the value that's delivered can be significant as well. Right. So yeah, fractionally, if you, if you think a day a week, you know, probably somewhere between two thousand twenty five hundred dollars a day. Um, and yeah, you know, so it's like eight thousand to ten thousand a month, let's say. That's right. Like that. That's right. And, and you, you have to what I tell clients a lot or prospects a lot is don't do the math. You know, don't try to figure out what that is on an annual basis because you're not paying for an annual basis. You're only paying right. for a portion of that person's time. Um, and. Uh, the fallacy of saying, well, gosh, if I'm going to spend that much, I might as well go get a full-time person to do it. Right. The, it's not, the, the math is not right. You're not right. getting the same level of experience. Right. right. I mean, if so. you're right, if you're paying a hundred, if you're, even if you're paying 10,000 a month, 120 a year, I mean, who, who are you, who are you getting for 120 a year as a CTO relative to, right. you know, to what, to what you're getting and it may not last that long or go back to fewer right. hours and that's right. Yeah. You don't have all yeah. the benefits and whatever. whatever. Yeah. Yeah like any, yep. any fractional leadership. Um, yeah. So that's really helpful. Hopefully I'm one of, one of the few people that'll, that'll go out on the, uh, go out on the, on a limb and tell you the pricing. Yeah. And no, I appreciate it. I think, you know, I, I have a similar attitude to that. You know, I, I talk mm -hmm. about that. I think I even put pricing on my website um, because I don't want people to like waste their time calling me or reaching out if it's not relevant for them. Uh, and, right. uh, you know, I value their time and my own time too much to do that and uh, just let it be, re you know, let it be real realistic. Right. No, I think it, uh, I think that's a great way to think about it. And uh, yeah, I'm very into transparency and just being open and honest mm -hmm. and <laughs> just got to get stuff out of the yeah. way and not, not, uh, not drag things out. But um, yeah. last, uh, last question, I know we're, you know, we, we, we've kept you for a while. Um, but the last thing I'm, I was thinking about asking is this question that, you know, we've previously talked about, which is organizational fractional leadership mm -hmm. provider like yourself, uh, like 40 and partners versus independent, like you've pre previously done, like I'm currently doing um, that, you know, what do you see as the advantages or disadvantages? And, and, and part of that being actually, I'm, I'm curious to see if you would, if you would have any situations, cause I'm sure you prefer the organizational and you think the mm -hmm. benefits generally outweigh but are there any kinds of clients or situations where, uh, where an independent provider would be a good solution? But, uh, but yes, that's the last thing I want to ask you about. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it's a great question. And, and organizational. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in, in running 40, um, I've talked to close to 1700 technology leaders, right. Um, just as people explore our model, um, many of them independent providers doing this work or considering doing that, right? And uh, I've answered this question probably hundreds of times now that uh, if, if you're doing that and it's working for you, more power to you. Keep doing it, right? Um, because uh, if you're doing that and being successful, it means that you have certain characteristics as an entrepreneur that allow you to be both a seller and a doer. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot to it. There's a website to be put up. There's marketing material. There's, you know, a brand that has to be set, all of that stuff. 
um, if you're good at that and that's the and, and you want to do those parts i enjoy enjoyed some of that myself some of those parts um, however being but if you can't it's often better to join a firm that's doing all of that for you right you're um, you're going to mitigate some of the risk of that downtime by joining a firm that has a business development function that has a marketing function that is taking care of legal and financial stuff in the background, taxes and all of the stuff that you would have to do on your own, billing clients and accepting and paying people out. Um, a, a larger firm like ours just does all of that in the background. And there's a significant amount of time that we spend on the, the, the finance and tax and legal side and keeping track of all the stuff we need to do there. Um, there's also the benefit of the, the internal benefit of being part of a team. You know, I find that a lot of executives that have been in the business for 20 years, um, they've always been part of the team. They don't really want to be out on their own, running their own business uh, and have kind of headquarters be their office, right? Their home office. Um, some of them just feel uh, there's, a, there's a psychological effect that happens when you've been in a company for 20 years and you want to go out and do this. Um, when you're looking for business, it feels a little bit like you're out of work. And for, for many uh, of us feeling out of work, um, is not, you know, it's not a good, it's not a good feeling. And if you're an entrepreneur, you take that, you, you sort of bundle that up and use that energy to go find business. Um, and, and I think that's, that's good. Some people want to join a firm that's larger where they have a team, they're part of a team. They have, you know, people above them and next to them that can, that can help them, uh, especially when they get one to start a new engagement and how do we do this and what tools do we have? What methodologies right. do we have? Um, it's uh, there's a significant um, advantage there, both to the client, I think, and to um, our partner, to the individual that's delivering the service. Um, there's uh, there's an in, there are a couple of individuals that we know of that are doing independent, um, who we've recruited, but have chosen to stay independent, and we think that's great because um, because they're uh, they do great work for their clients. Um, we trust them. We know they're going to do great work. If there's something we can't do, we're happy to send it to them. Mm -hmm. um, but they also send us clients and they send us uh, candidates as well because they know that not everybody is cut out to do it independently, right? Yeah. So um, there's, a, there's a, a lot of advantages to, I think, to being part of a, a larger term a team. I generally say to people, look, if this is what you want to do, there's no better place to do it in the technology leadership space than Fortium because it is our business. We think about technology leadership a lot. Uh, and so uh, we think that, but if you want to stay on your own, we're still friends. We're, we're for you in the marketplace. We think you help validate our space um, as a business and we're, you know, we're happy to, to share that space with you. Right. I mean, that's, that's really cool. I mean, you know, I could see the, you know, the value in, in as a client and having your fractional leader, whoever is working in your company, not also splitting their time and attention between you and business development. Uh, yeah. You know, which I could see the value in that. And another really interesting this point that, that what you're saying makes me think of is, uh, is, is this aspect that, you know, as an EOS implementer, as an EOS integrator, mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, a lot of what I, I give thought to is, you know, how do you define the right seats and roles in an organization? What's the right structure for organization? And ensuring that everybody that's in a role, that's in a seat in an organization is the right person. You know, they have the right core values. They fit like a glove. And they're also in the right seat, meaning that they get, want, and have the capacity to do their job really well. And if you're independent, as you pointed out earlier, part of your role, like it or not, is business development. And so if right. you don't, GWC, if you don't get one and have the capacity for the business development side of it, and you're not going to succeed in your business on the substantive side either. And that's 
really sad and doesn't, you know, doesn't make a lot of sense in a way because, you know, right. what, if I'm a great CIO or a great COO or CMO on a fractional basis mm-hmm. and I could, I could serve clients wonderfully, but my business fails, or at least I you know or I have to go work for someone else because, right. um, you know, because I, I, I don't, I don't get one another capacity to do well. The, the, the BD side, the business development part, right. it's just, those two skill sets are so unrelated. <laughs> like why, why mm-hmm. should you have to be right. good at BD yeah. to be yeah, a good CIO? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not. And we typically, so we, we find that believe it or not, some of them are great at that. Uh, our managing partners tend to be those that have excelled from doing the work to, uh, to selling and managing the work. Um, all, everybody in our firm is, is a technology leader first and a, and a business person first and, um, and everything else second. Um, but I will say, um, that uh, but we uh, we mitigate that risk. We mitigate a lot of the risks that you're talking about of doing it uh, doing it on your own. So um, yeah, no, it, for, it, right. That's yeah. right. That's a definitely an argument for this type of model. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Look, uh, you know, Burke, I really, really appreciate you coming on the show. I think it was very enlightening mm-hmm. for people. I, don't, I think it's it's the first CIO. You're the first CIO or you know CIO leader that we've had on here. Uh, so I'm glad to ad- finally address this topic of technology and technology leadership, uh, especially on a right, fractional basis. Thank you. And, uh, and so I think it's very enlightening to understand, you know, that TCTO, you know, and novel development and CIO kind of more management of technology and CISO that mm-hmm. kind of combination or, or, or security concern, um, right. you know, and all the other context you gave us, I really, really appreciate. Great. Great. I can tell you were listening. That's fantastic. <laughs> Um, I appreciate being here and I, I appreciate what you're doing for the entrepreneurial and for the fractional community. I think it's a great, a great thing. And I really appreciate uh, uh, being part of it. Yeah. Thank you so much. And again, appreciate you coming on and we'll see everybody else on the other side. Thank you. You're listening to win, win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.